Coming up on this episode of Complete Estate Planning, you know, one of the bigger assets that usually gets passed along at death is a home, and oftentimes that house still has a mortgage on it. So the question that often comes up is, am I responsible for paying that mortgage or any line of credit against it? We'll answer that question today. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, glad to have you back on Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George with Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney. He's also the owner of the Rosenbauer Law Office in Westchester, Ohio. And you can find him online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Nick, what's new? Oh, not uh, not a whole lot. We're in that uh, that weather. I guess you could call it no man's land. Where a couple weeks ago I uh, played golf three times, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, played on Friday. Uh, took uh, Adam to the driving range on Saturday, nice. and then took him uh, and then took him playing on Sunday, and then. You know, it gets down in the 20s and 30s and gray and rain and mud, and you don't see sun for four days. And then, you know how it is, like, it's a high of 53 and a low of 23. Yeah. So we're kind of in that spot. Uh, geez, a couple weeks ago, then I put on shorts and a golf polo. I had short sleeves. and yeah. was outside and... I just about went looking for sunscreen and said, oh, here we go. And, of course, Adam, I guess the um, uh, the Puxatani Phil, the groundhog, yeah. um, I guess his daycare, they went berserk about Groundhog Day. So oh, he really? came home. Oh, yeah, told us all about it. And huh. he's just citing off all this history and how, um, I guess, whichever one is it, if you don't see your shadow – that means yeah, spring is coming, I get right? On that too, yeah. I think that's it. And if I'm wrong, I'm probably going to get crushed uh, <laughs> by all of our listeners for this. But whichever one it was, he told us that, again, very scientific, but apparently, according to the groundhog, we are supposed to uh, be almost ready for spring here. Okay. Good to know. I know the weather's been great. <laughs> yeah. It has been awesome. And I've, we've, I've enjoyed some of that as well. Um, have y'all gotten a lot of snow this year? No, we've got virtually none. Wow. Um, we haven't even been sled riding. I was going to take Adam skiing this year. Hasn't even, hasn't happened once. And mm. it's now, you know, mid-February as far as recording this. Yeah. So I have a hunch it's, I have a hunch it's not happening at all. No, you'll probably get like the, the late April, you know, big snowstorm. That'll, that'll throw you off a little bit. <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't want it then. I want yeah, it now, no. so I can so I can take Adam skiing, and while I still have all my uh, long sleeves and and sweatpants and everything, and haven't put those you know the the really warm clothes away yeah. uh, in the basement for the year. So, but now I'm teased, and all I want to do, I want to get outside. I want to run outside. Um, want to play some golf. I know Adam's dogging me every night he said daddy i want to play golf i haven't played golf in forever oh nice work i'm so yeah i'm so proud (laughs) you've done some amazing work so far yeah well done 
Well, look, let's jump into our conversation today and talk about uh, a situation I guess a lot of people find themselves in, right, is, is inheriting a home. And, and it, hopefully you're fortunate enough where the home's been paid off, there's not a mortgage against it. But, you know, even if a mortgage has been paid off, oftentimes you still have some kind of credit against it, right? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times this is something that catches everyone by surprise because, and we're talking about, you know, mortgages, line of credit, things like that uh, against a house when you inherit it. And a lot of times people are not in a position to have a heads up on this because you're not paying your parents mortgage, mm-hmm. right? So, so they pass away and all of a sudden you find out about, and here's another thing, Ben, that makes it worse. Everyone's doing uh, electronic statements. So I, I used to tell people 10 years ago when someone passes away, just grab all the mail for the next 30 days and you'll find everything. And that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's the big problem. But yeah, it always ends up being a surprise. You know, and obviously the more you communicate you know, this to the kids or the more one of the kids has kind of an idea on the parents' finances, the better. But yeah, this is one of those ones you have to deal with. And it's not something, you know, where you can get out of where sometimes with credit card debt or medical bills, sometimes there's there's ways around it. Yeah. Well, let's go through some of the, I guess, some of the questions as you probably <laughs> often get kind of the process you work through with people to that, that maybe inherit a home and, and try to answer a few questions today. So, First off, right, if, if you inherit this home, I know the first question anybody has is, do I actually have to pay this debt off? Is it on me to pay it off? Yeah, usually usually the answer is yes. Um, okay. And this is known, at, like mortgage, home equity line of credit, they're known as secured debt um, as opposed to unsecured debt, like a credit card or something like that. So that means that the house is being used as collateral for the debt. So if the debt isn't paid, you know, like if you just stop paying your mortgage, the lender can eventually foreclose and force the house to be sold and they can force themselves to get their money. Mm -hmm. Just like if you don't pay off your car, eventually the car can be repossessed. So the debt doesn't get canceled or erased uh, when a borrower passes away, which is different than something like most credit cards. So yeah, it's the debt will be paid by someone at some point. There's no way to erase it. Okay. How long then would you have to pay that? Because I, I, as, you, as you mentioned, a lot of times you're not expecting it. You have no uh, any idea of how much the debt could be, and it could be a large number. And I know that that could be incredibly stressful for somebody that maybe inherits a home and sees, oh my goodness, I cannot believe now I'm responsible for, you know, it could even be six figures of debt. Oh, yeah, easy. Well, especially with home prices today, yeah, right? Very true, very um, so the way it typically works, and different companies are different um, or have all different uh, sorts of policies on this, but usually, and not always, but usually you can get a little bit of a grace period um, or the mortgage company will be a little bit flexible if you let them know what's going on. But again, not always, okay? And then, you know, it can be paid outright. So, you know, when someone passes away, you inherit the house or the house is in the estate. You know, if there's other money to, you know, either in the trust in the estate or you have money, just pay the debt off. Um, obviously, then you can just write the check to the mortgage company, be done with it. 
And then, of course, obviously, if they immediately sell the house, then the title company will pay the mortgage off, and then obviously you get uh, you you get the balance of it. Um, the other option, um, sometimes it can keep going on schedule uh, within the terms uh, of what the mortgage is, either you know assuming or refinancing the mortgage, or if you come to some other deal uh, mm-hmm. with the lender. Okay, so. Not, not necessarily going to be the easiest situation potentially um, if you fall into that. So take us through some other ways that it can get paid then because I'm guessing the majority of people that inherit a home and has a large number uh, associated to that, de- to that debt, that it's going to be not something they can just take care of right away. Well, correct. And it's funny because until recently – You'd have a lot of situations where maybe there wasn't a lot of equity or it wasn't a great loan or they already had their own house and you know it ends up getting sold. Um, but nowadays, your $100,000 house is now worth 800000 all of a sudden. So I think people are, fi- are, are, are working harder and are more interested now in keeping the house than than they were in years past. And I'm sure with the market, that'll change back and forth. But obviously, it has to get paid. How do we do it? So the first option is whoever's in charge of the estate, the executor, trustee, you know, whatever type of plan they have set up, would just, if there's other money in the estate, maybe there's bank accounts or something like that, to pay the balance of the loan off, you know, they just write a check to the mortgage company for $37,000, and then the house is free and clear. Okay, that's obviously the easiest if possible. Um, the other quick way and the other most common way is just they they sell the house. Maybe all the kids are adults. They have their own house. No one wants this house, you know, obviously because you already have your own. And then they sell the house and then the title company sends some of the sale price to the mortgage and then the rest goes to the estate or to the new owner. Um, this can also include if a family member wants to buy it. So if you have a situation where there's four kids and one of them says, I'd like to have the house, you know, they could buy it just like a third party could. And if we're not writing a check or selling the house, then obviously, you know, we're going to have to continue paying, but not all at once. So right now, if you can pull it off, there's something called assuming the mortgage. Okay. Uh, and what that is, is basically allowing you to step in to the shoes of the original borrower who's passed away. So it's like a substitute. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and the cool thing about that is the new owner takes over the mortgage under the same rules. And most importantly, usually a good interest rate. Okay, because today's interest rates are crummier than if they refinanced four years ago. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep, basically let it ride, so to speak, is another way to put it. If you can let it ride and keep the mortgage um, that the decedent had at 3% instead of getting a new one at 8%, that's obviously the best deal right now. Yeah. Um, usually, obviously, the lender will have to require the inheritor uh, to qualify you know for the mortgage with their own credit and income and everything like that um, if they're going to substitute them as the new borrower that's not happening as much as it used to 
refinancing or getting a whole new mortgage is what happens most often right now. Um, so basically, you know, you're, you know, Ben Sr., you know, had a house, he died, gave it to Ben Jr., and then Ben Jr. <clears throat> gets the house, but there's still 50000 left on the mortgage. So Ben Jr. gets a new mortgage for $50,000 in Ben Jr.'s name. And then, again, the banks are usually liking this right now because Ben Sr. probably had a 3% interest rate from five years ago when he refinanced. But right now, all they're going to give Ben Jr. is an 8% rate or something mm -hmm. like that. So right now, that's what the bank likes because the interest rates are higher and they make more money off it than they did off of Ben Sr. So it's just refinancing or just getting a whole new mortgage in the name of the new owner, which we don't like it, but that's pretty much what the banks are making people do uh, in most circumstances right now. The one good thing is with housing prices going up, people have a lot of equity usually. Because yeah. you, you don't have a situation where your dad bought the house for 200 and he borrowed 170 but now the market's gone down. The house is only worth 170 and there's still 160 on the mortgage, you know, or it's underwater. You know, they won't lend you the money. They, they want you to, you know, they want to get paid back. The nice thing right now is that $200,000 house is worth 400 so they have no, like, they're not worried about loaning you 170 on the house because of the housing prices going up. So it allows more inheritors options to keep the house and keep a mortgage going. Um, but again, obviously, Ben, as housing prices and rates go up and down, that can change at a moment's notice. That's just kind of where we're at right now. And you said the, the most common way that things get paid is through the refinance? Well, right now, you're you're having to refinance. They're not usually letting people just assume uh, the mortgage and keep paying it because they want the 8% interest hmm. rate, not the 3% interest rate that your parents had. Right. Yeah, you see how that works, right? Yeah, pretty convenient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, interesting the different different options you do have. So there is often some flexibility there then. Well, right now, the flexibility is basically whatever the bank tells you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, unless, uh, unless the estate had a decent amount within it to help pay that off. Oh, of course. Right. If, there, if there's cash to pay it off, then you can just get the bank out of it. And then you have a paid-for house, and, and it can be taken care of however you want to. That's, that's always the most flexibility. Um, but, you know, if you have a situation where there's no other money, then you can be up a creek at that point. But, yeah, right now, if there's cash to pay it off, I always recommend it. And if not, I tell people, I say, you can ask about assuming the mortgage. But if they had a good interest rate, the bank's not going to play ball. They're going to want you to refinance at today's rate. Okay. Well, I assume no matter which path you're able to take, it's not going to happen immediately. So what do you need to be doing? What has to be done while everything is getting sorted out? Well, yeah, so there's a number of things. We'll call it maintaining the status quo that you need to keep an eye on in the interim during the pending period of this. So don't fall behind on payments. In the interim, if you can scrape by, even if you have to go into your own pocket and get paid out, 
you do, it's good to do that because as soon as the loan goes behind, the bank can start late fees, penalties, foreclose on it. Um, so it's always good to stay up to date on that and don't fall behind on property tax. That's not good, even if it's not in your name yet. Um, and then just kind of basic securing and taking care of the property. So, you know, make sure the utilities are still on. We actually had someone recently uh, who had a house where the electric or the heat went out and the pipes froze. So they ended up having a, a crazy amount of damage from that yeah. um, because it was kind of caught in no man's land. Make sure the heat, the air condition's working, the electric's on, um, cut the grass. Like you don't want it to look like no one's there, you know, for thieves or you know, robberies or anything like that. So you just want it to look okay. Make sure the alarm system's on. Uh, make sure you keep homeowners insurance coverage because you don't want any water damage or theft or a tornado or something like that to wipe out the house. And then it turns out you don't have insurance company and uh, have insurance coverage and it's all gone. Um, it is good to notify the insurance carrier that the person's passed away. They have policy and procedures for that. That's um, so say, hey, this person's passed away. We still have the house. They'll usually give you a grace period, um, but it's good to let them know. And then one other thing I'll say, Ben, and everything that we've talked about here is pretty linear, pretty much you make the decision on what you want to do with your house. But imagine if it was multiple people. Okay, so what if right. it was you and three other siblings were all inheriting the house together? That could get a little messy, okay, because then you want everyone to be in agreement on this. So it's best to communicate with everyone. Are we keeping the house? Are we selling the house? Are we fixing it up? Are we leaving it as is? Are we going to rent the house? Or is there anyone that wants to buy out the others? And do they have the money to do it? Okay, so basically what happens if you have multiple people, you end up, at least for a short time, being forced business partners together, okay, because everyone has to row the boat in the same direction. It's not like money, where if there's, you know, $4 in the bank account, we can just give each of you a dollar, mm -hmm. and then you go on your merry way, and what you do with your dollar does not impact what anyone else does, but with the house... You know, unless you get out a big knife and say, you get the living room, I get the kitchen. You know, so it's it's not easy to split up uh, unless it's sold. So that's something, you know, if there's multiple people inheriting it, it's good to be up front with it and come to some sort of agreement on what's going to be done with it. All right. Very good. Well, some very good information today, Nick, as always. We appreciate that. If you have questions, or maybe you're inheriting a house, maybe you think you might or know somebody that has and needs a little bit of help with this, you can always get in touch with Nick. Go to CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Through the website, you can schedule a call with Nick. There's a button right there. But if you want to call directly, you can do so at 513-463-6789. And also, go back through our old podcasts. If you have any specific questions, there's a good chance we've addressed some specific scenarios that uh, to might apply to you. But as always, if you have anything on your mind, we encourage you to reach out. Nick, thanks for the time today. A good one, a good topic today, and I know one that will impact a lot of people, so I'm glad we went through this. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is some, and again, I've had a number, I want to talk about it because I've had a number of people uh, actually that we're working with right now uh, who are in this situation and it just keeps coming up. So I figured, hey, if, if all these people are dealing with it, I'm sure everyone else is out here and it's a common one. So um, it's solvable. All of these are solvable, but just understand what's coming and understand what you have to deal with and you'll usually be fine. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Complete Estate Planning. Please hit subscribe. For Nick Rosenbauer over at the Rosenbauer Law Office in Westchester, Ohio, I am Ben George. Talk to you next time. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.